Hey, Casey. Hey, Jacob. I got a question for you. What's up? What do a 1940s era grifter who rises to fame in a carnival and an anxious fashion student with a love for the 60s have in common? I don't know. <laughs> what do well, they have in common? Let's <laughs> say we find out. Yeah, <laughs> this let's week, do it. Yeah, this week I watched Nightmare Alley. And this week I watched Last Night in Soho. And now it's time to make the, the movie, movie connection. connection. All right, here we go. Welcome in, everybody. Hi there. My name is Jacob, and I'm here with my sister, Casey. And this is the podcast, The Movie Connection, which is a podcast where, in an effort to broaden our individual movie horizons and to just remain connected in general, we decided to connect over something that we both really enjoy. Movies. Yeah, that's right. Movies. So each week we assign each other movies to watch, usually that we haven't seen before. And then we watch them and we sit down to discuss them and review them and we try to figure out, you know, is there any connective tissue between these two different movies? I mean, any at all. Any little thing. It could be little, it could be huge, it could be minor, major, Zetus Lapidus, uh, (laughs) zoom, 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 make my heart go (laughs) boom, boom. Um, If you're a millennial, welcome. Uh, We we salute you. Because let's face it, nobody else is gonna, you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> uh, welcome, everybody. Quite a week. Uh, we've taken a turn for the dark and uh, ominous. Um, yeah, but you that know, is true. We had to, we had to satisfy the in, our inner, like, you know, cool goth girl uh, vibes. Uh, yes, you know, sometimes you got to feed that um, side of yourself and. I don't know about your cool goth girl, but mine is very satisfied. Uh, Mine too. Mine's happy. These are both very, uh, yeah, dark. I don't know why, Casey, but I thought Nightmare Alley was in black and white. Like I knew, so I knew it was made recently, but I did think that it was like in black and white, at least for a good portion of it, if not the whole thing. Um, Now, I think what happened is, uh, so sometimes the Hollywood theater in Portland does this thing where they will release movies in black and white. Oh, like, even if they're like full blown colors. So like they've done this with Mad Max and I think That's now cool. Blu-rays come with it in black and white and stuff like that. So this is kind of a weird trend that's happening. Like new movies will have black and white prints. So there might be a demand for it now, that's which is cool. crazy. Yeah. Um, because I would totally watch uh, Nightmare Alley in black and white, even though it's amazing in color too, like clearly. Yeah. Um, but uh, it could totally work in black and white too, I think. It totally could, yeah. Um, and maybe even the same case with Last Night in Soho, although, or I don't know, you'd want it's that. It's so 60s colorful and filter, it's like so yeah. neon. Yeah, I think yeah. that the '60s speaks more clearly with the colors. Yeah, very true. Um, so. Yeah, Nightmare Alley, like I did, it was on my list. I love Guillermo del Toro, like especially you know his animated cool, stuff. Though, What's up? Is if Last Night in Soho was black and white, but every time she like visited the 60s, it was color. There you go. Oh, weird. A la because, Wizard of Oz. 
the modern <laughs> era is in black and white. Ooh, I, oh, but I love that. That's what you're going for, right? Is that kind yeah, of cool, right? Wizard of Oz vibe, which she very much is kind of having a Wizard of Oz ish experience. Nightmare. She's not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> that's um, accurate. She may be in London, but she is not in London anymore either. Like, right. <laughs> um, so interesting. I do like that. Um, so yeah, uh, Nightmare Alley was on my list. Love Guillermo del Toro. I need to check out oh, his Pinocchio. I hear that his it's amazing because yeah, he does he does animation well, and that seems to be where he's uh, leaning more towards these days. But I'm a big fan of his live action stuff too because Hellboy is pretty great. Hellboy Two is really great. Um, haven't seen Pacific Rim, but yeah. Um, I did. Oh. I haven't seen Pants Labyrinth in forever, but I loved that. Um, yeah. That's funny. I was gonna ask you like if you're a fan of his work, but you are, so that's awesome. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's and then really you great. with Last Night in Soho, you are familiar with Edgar Wright at this point. We did cover one of his movies in a previous episode, Baby Driver. Love which, Baby Driver. It's so weird. I would never like. You know, sometimes you can you're watching a movie and it's like oh yeah this is a tarantino this is a whatever scorsese sure. uh yeah insert famous director here um and edgar wright i probably would have been able to do that until this like <laughs> it feels vastly different vastly different yeah. yeah i would never think that they were directed by the same person um but that's also... kind of cool Right. It's yeah, nice totally. when you have like some variety too to keep people Different on their toes flavors. a little bit, you know? Yep. And especially he it's clear he does want to play with genre because he's also the guy that did like Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, those movies. Sure. So he's playing with flavors and now he seems to be in this like, yeah, suspense mode because his next movie sounds like it's gonna be kind of up the same alley. It's called The Chain. And it's about a woman who enters a kidnapping chain scheme. <laughs> okay. Where it's like you get kidnapped and then you are told that you have to kidnap somebody else in order oh to my go gosh. free and so on and so forth. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's this weird thing. That sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm like, I, I need to see it because I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah need to see if it can work and i think it's got good casting but i'm not sure i'd have to double check uh, or no it hasn't been cast yet damn it um so yeah uh two very interesting movies what do you say we dive into them i'm excited starting with me oh for god's sake okay nightmare alley all right yeah let's do it stanton carlisle played by bradley Cooper. Oh, sorry. Bradley Cooper. <laughs> I'm 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 mature. No. Super so mature. Maybe we'll save it for afterwards, but let's just say we got a history with Bradley Cooper, okay? No. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely cover that. I promise. Just just as a viewer, let's say. Okay. So Stanton Carlisle, played by Bradley Cooper, drifts into a traveling carnival, hoping to secure some work. Stan recently left behind a father. The watch he wears being the only heirloom of his family. Mm -hmm. Stan makes some good connections amongst the carnies. Turns out he has a natural gift for grifting and hustling a crowd, which is basically what 1940s carny life amounts to, I guess. Uh, <laughs> he, he falls for Molly, played by Rooney Mara. Love. Um, mm -hmm. 
uh, and the two leave the carnival life behind, performing a two-person act where Stan now dazzles better-dressed suckers with his uh, mentalism tricks. Mm-hmm. When he intrigues a striking psychologist, uh, Lilith Ritter, played by Kate Blanchett. Love her. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so funny because Kate Blanchett and uh, Rooney Mara were in that movie Carol together, which is another great movie. So good. Uh, the two center, or, or sorry, the two enter an affair where Stan uses Lilith's intimate knowledge of her wealthy clients for Stan to psych them out of their wealth. <laughs> psych them out of it. There you go. Um, oh yeah, I hear you. And Lilith gets to know Stan better. Like, that's kind of the exchange. It's not even about the money. It's crazy. Uh, eventually, Stan's otherworldly gifts attract the attention of some dangerous people, and Molly starts to think that they've been in this hustler life long enough. But Stan can't seem to shake the grip of his past misdeeds and threat that threaten to come back to haunt him if he doesn't escape. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. One man. One desire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, wow, what a what a ride. Like, I really, yeah, this was a treat. And it sucks that I feel like this is one of those movies that suffered from the COVID-19 pandemic, like totally. lockdown and everything, like kind of was still in play. I think it got delayed. They All actually sorts of had stuff. to, like, pause filming oh, for a wow. while oh. because... Of so COVID. even that far back. Oh, crap. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, crap. Bradley Cooper, like, took the the time, and he lost 15 pounds to try to, like, appear younger. Right, right, because he's he's that he's from that studio actor life. Like, he's... I uh, know. He's, he's a method actor. Oy vey. <laughs> Oy vey. <laughs> but, um, but you know what? Yeah. Hey, everybody has their tools. Every You know, everybody has their process, so... It is um, a bummer, because I think this would be really good on a big screen... Big time. Oh, my God. Yeah. Missed out. Like, it really sucks because I really I I know it had to have suffered in the box office and it deserved to make its budget back and more like it. Agreed. It got overlooked, I'm sure, in terms of reward season two. Like, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but he still got Pinocchio in there. So that's so that's good. But like, yeah, it was sure. very good. It's got a great cast like Guillermo del Toro, like. Did not expect this from him because, uh, like, I think before this it was The Shape of Water, which I haven't seen, but it's a very, yeah, different. Uh, I haven't seen it either. Yeah, different take, but, uh, but damn, I loved it. It's got a very, it's one of those movies that kind of reminds me of True Detective, where it's like really exploring the the dark uh, tropes associated with masculinity and yes, know, the man, <laughs> like the, the yeah. male ar- archetype, I guess. Right. Um, totally. And there's quite a few of them because, you know, go figure Hollywood dominated male, you know? Whatever. Yes. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, uh, very interesting. And, uh, and I, but I, if done right, which I think this was, it does like kind of uh, shed some light and not get too entrenched in the brooding nature of that. Because True Detective is brooding as hell, but so fun to watch. This yeah. manages to have, like I mentioned before, it's got a nice pacing. It doesn't get too 
caught up in that side of it so the twists come along naturally and nicely and yeah by the man is that one of the best endings i've ever seen i think (laughs) oh my god i think it's one of the best endings for sure like yeah wow like like yeah i think top 10 (laughs) it is like yeah and it sits with you man because like, apparently, that's one thing I like. Like when you turn it off, you're like, you're sitting with it. Yeah. You're thinking about it. Not the same because, like, nothing will match Shutter Island in that way. But it had oh. a little, little bit of a diluted Shutter Island feel to it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I just think that, and honestly, that's a great moment for Bradley Cooper to show. It's like, oh yeah, this is an actor. Let me tell you, like, yeah, there's a lot going on there. And yeah. It is kind of sickly satisfying because like, yeah, man, you earned it. Like, yeah, you sit in it like, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's I think Bradley Cooper has found his movies like, yes, be these dislikable characters and let <laughs> us get the satisfaction from seeing you just fail so miserably because you deserve it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so with that, let's get into our questions. <laughs> um, we both feel some confliction with Bradley Cooper. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, let's talk about it. You let's go talk about it. it. Let's talk about his performance a little more too, because I do yeah. think that this like is a highlight for me of like his acting performances. Probably my favorite, I think, at this yeah. point. Like, yeah, because be- because honestly, he had my sympathy for a while. Um, and then he, he was still Bradley Cooper character where it's like, oh, right. You're an awful person. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Dang I it. just, I think that I don't know enough about him as a person. Yes. Not at all. But Me I either. have noticed like he has kind of like a slimy, like car sale, used car salesman quality to his roles. Right. That makes me feel like he's not a good person, even though he could actually be a lovely person. Indeed. I truly Absolutely. don't know. Yeah. Um, sure. But I always feel like, oh, yeah, I think he's a dick in real life. Right. And again, I don't know if he is or not, but. Um, because he does play all the all those roles do have an air of dickishness or pretentiousness <laughs> at the very least. And like, yeah. Yeah. Um, if it's not if the movie isn't asking me to like him or be on his side it works better for me like totally same american hustle he plays yeah a a lead because there's it's an ensemble of sorts like Mm -hmm. you got christian bale you got emma one of the emmas amy adams damn it it's not even an emma (laughs) I know I was like Emma enchanted I like couldn't get through it you know I was like what <laughs> that's great Amy Adams okay yeah Amy, Amy Adams. Adams not even an Emma my bad um <laughs> it's all good so but uh but anyway what were we even talking about? we were just talking about his character arcs okay you know, there like, we go yeah, yeah he, and he tends to play yeah those dislikable characters it did all start with wedding crashers for me and I mean, yeah. that's crazy because that's yeah. even a comedy, but it just made such an impression. I'm like, this guy sucks. Like, <laughs> and then from there, he continued to play characters that kind of suck. And I'm just they like, kind of suck. What? You suck, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, he did that movie Limitless, which was asking you to like him a little more. And that was hard. 
Um, oh my gosh, like, yeah. yeah. When I, I told Josh I I couldn't remember the name of Nightmare Alley and I was like, Oh, do you wanna watch it with me? It's got Bradley Cooper and he's like, Limitless and I'm like, No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. Yeah. He did do that. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Um, so, uh, he was yeah. in a star is born with Lady Gaga too. And his character in oh. that is like, just like you just watch him just go in such a downfall. Oh really? Ooh, I might like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's, the music is great. I heard it was great. I, I don't know. I thought it was one of those, it was Oscar bait, like hype type. Situation. It totally was. Yeah. 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 But doesn't it's mean not, that there's probably still some movie, merit in but that there's movie. Good, yeah, there's good music for sure. Gotcha. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, Hard to like. He's breaking into directing now. Oh, Let's interesting. See how that goes. Yep. Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. he could be really good at it because he's so method with his acting. Like, he likes to be particular. And I feel like those kinds of people do make great directors. He was kind of showing that off. There was like a collaboration kind of going on between him and Guillermo del Toro. And maybe that's why this is kind of not mm. quite del Toro, because it does maybe have a little Bradley Cooper influence, but yeah. in a good way where it was like Guillermo was welcoming it. Not like, you know, Bradley Cooper wasn't like being overbearing or overstepping his bounds or something like that. This was uh, supposed to be Leonardo DiCaprio. That would have been great. But on, but we have. I kind of am glad. That like, it wasn't, yeah. Before. Yeah. Yeah, they couldn't come to like a negotiation deal. And so yes. they went with Bradley right. Cooper instead. And I think it's good because mm-hmm. like even though it's not the same as Shutter Island, you're right. It sort of gives you that same satisfactory ending. It's kind of nice that, you know, it got to a different actor. Yeah. Yeah. And it did um, give Bradley like room to showcase his acting skills. Big time. He gets to rock a mustache and uh, you know what? Looked good. Looked good on him. Yeah, he rocked it. Um, You know, gave me a little Walt Disney vibes. If they wanted to do like a a dark, like studio, (laughs) New York studio (laughs) era feeling Walt Disney. There you go. Bradley Cooper. If you want like an unlikable <laughs> Walt Disney. <laughs> See, right. The the Walt Disney movie that we're all waiting for. You know, the really dark <laughs> He hates kids, you know. God the, damn. A- anti union. Oh boy. Anyway. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, no, I think I'm glad that, you know. Yeah. I'm glad he is playing roles like this at least. Yeah, did great and like, but still still doing what we kind of expect, but with a little more sympathy and just with a little more, it's like, okay, we're all in on it kind of thing. Uh, where it's, I mean, the movie really is all about kind of that full circle quality where it's like, oh, it you, sure were, is. you were trying to avoid it this whole time, but you are no better than the geek. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then your dad. Chilling. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Again, like, yeah, that whole, right? Like, typical typical dude mentality right like oh, i am my father i'm not my father but you like it's all right to accept like you yeah. might have similar qualities it's not saying that you are your father that's right. you saying that like, right yeah but very interesting yeah absolutely uh this is a slow-paced movie that shows a lot in the camera work and in tiny details like I found second time around watching it was 
even more interesting because I could kind of like look away from the story a little bit at the little things that are, you know, in the camera work. It is um, so rich in environment. Like that whole carnival stuff, all that stuff is so great. Like Yeah. yeah. That whole environment is very well established. Yeah. Did you find it too slow? Did you think it needed more action? Not so much. See, yeah, the pacing was not an issue for me. I did kind of break it up, so maybe that helped me. I, like, watched the first hour, went away from it, because I thought actually thought it was three hours. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to try not to do that to you or myself. <laughs> pleasantly surprised when I was like, oh, it's just two and a half. Okay, I can do that. Like, yeah. Totally. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was very well paced and, yeah, kept my attention the whole time because, yeah, I did want to see where it was going to go. I was invested in these characters for the most part. And yeah, and it, it does help that it is about it wasn't what I was expecting. I didn't know very much about it because it's mostly about, yeah, being a hustler, but only through like a carnival or like an actor like type scenario and set in the 40s. So it also had that period film quality to it going. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Very striking, distinctive looks too. Like him in the blindfold. I remember these things from the trailer and it's just like, ooh, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, did you think that Stan had any redeeming qualities? Do you think there are any good people in this movie? And what do you oh. think it has to say about humanity? So the carnies are just being carnies, man. Like, totally. You leave them alone. Like, let, like, let's and not And I love judge. the carny atmosphere, too, by the way. Yeah. And I really like right. how they portrayed it. Like, they obviously had budget and stuff, which was nice. Right. Um, yes. Big time. And, but did show, like, and it's funny because at this point, I don't know. It might also have to do with just a general growing up. You do come to realize, like, yeah, man, that. I mean, carnivals, it's a hustle because you gotta, right? Like, <laughs> you gotta. Sometimes you gotta. I, I do like the, like... Um... And we know it now, though. It's the funny thing, cause, because then, like, kids at a carnival, it's like, oh, they don't know any better. It's the adults that brought their kids, though. It's like, you know you're getting suckered, like, but you right. came anyway. Like, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. Um. So I loved, yeah that whole aesthetic oh and are there any good characters i actually really liked what you know willem dafoe might be one of the worst but i really i loved his performance so much he's so got good. that great scene in that diner or that bar or whatever where he lays out the whole geek scheme and stuff which was yeah so sad and but very much pays off in the end where it's like oh like it the second he says payoff yeah, the second he says, like, it's only temper, it's like, oh, shit. It's like, that's right. That's what you deserve, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fate, fate is a motherfucker, isn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> right? And it well, yeah, because, like, um, this, they, they very much, like, talk about hustling and stuff, but the woman who he, like, uh, uses her bathtub and kind of learns from her love a little bit. Love Tony Collette. So Thank much. you. I was and trying I to remember that her name. Character too. She's yeah. great, and she's even like, "Well, we don't fuck with tarot cards. Like, no, this is real. Like everything else we do is bullshit, but this is real." And I like that little element too, where they're just like, "No, no, no. Like, fate plays a part in this. There's yeah. a little edge of realism to a lot of this, but yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I thought that was fun. Such a great her character's cast. Great. Um, yeah, 
let's see, what was I going to say? Oh, so this is based off a, I think it was a movie that came out in the 40s, maybe. Um, Okay, so it's a lot shorter. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, and I'm interested to check it out because I feel like, so it's also based on written material. Right. Which I feel like the written material on that 40s era movie is going to way more lean on the fact that we're talking about, like, the overall, like, industry of, like, acting, performance, you know, they're they're all, you know, fucking thieving, conniving, you know, thieves and stuff, which is a very dated opinion of, like, that life of, like... A hundred percent, yeah. Actors were very much, like, looked down upon and, like, yeah. Very much. Um, and carnies, forget about it. Um, totally. It was, so, like, a low, low, yeah, occupation. Yeah. So um, I'm interested to see that point of view because it is so dated and I appreciate this movie for not taking that road. It, I mean, it's kind of there, but it's actually more, I think it, yeah, focused that more to uh, more on like, again, we mentioned before that male archetype and less like just performers and everything. Agreed. We're, yeah. We're taking that scheming. Can I be like that, that idea that just, all guys are bad, right? All men are just inherently bad. Um, and yeah, that's all there is to it. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah. I'd yeah. be interested to see that movie, but I like that this movie like changed it up a little bit and didn't give us more of the same. I agree. Totally. Uh, did you see like the twist with Kate Blanchett's character? Uh, Lilith. Lilith. So that um, took me a little bit to process. I was like, wait, what's happening? Like, <laughs> yeah, um, I would I say do... that's the point where it starts to go really fast. Like, oh, we're yeah. switching gears. We're going fast paced now. Right. Um, so that like that was satisfying to a degree. But what was really satisfying was everything that follows, because then it's just all about it's like, yeah, he's got nothing like, yeah everything plays out how it's supposed to like he even gets rid of the watch that's the last thing tying him to any bit of his old life and it's like nope like this is what you are now yeah you're the geek yeah oh. and he just accepts it too it is similar to shutter island in that way where it's like he's just accepting that it's like no yeah i was born to play it like <laughs> oh man oh so hard hitting and then the laugh cry laugh cry. Oh. Ooh, chilling it was chilling. <laughs> yeah. And apparently awesome. that was done in the one take. And it's like, I'd be so like, A, impressed, but pissed off as the director where it's like, because I think Guillermo del Toro was like, it's like, look, listen, this is like the most important shot of the movie. Like, right. Like, clearly. Um, and uh, don't fuck it up. Like, we're going to do it as many times as we need. 50, 60 takes. Okay. And action. Just Cut. gets it on the one. You son of a bitch. Like, wait, <laughs> I set aside, like, six hours. To... <laughs> For real, though. That's yeah. amazing. I didn't know that it was one cut. That's great. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Or one take, I so, mean. So, bravo. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's bravo. awesome. Bravo. Bravo. All right, well, I think it's time for our favorite questions. <gasps> Favorites. Uh, favorite performance. All right. You know what? You'll never hear me say this again. <laughs> Unless he comes out with something fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it does go to Bradley Cooper. 
well deserved. Yeah, he really did something special here. I think, and I'm so happy to hear that he got along so well with Guillermo del Toro, and it was such a collaboration. Like, it's nice. It does make me feel like, oh, maybe he's not a dick. Yeah, um. <laughs> right. I still feel there's that air pretentiousness, but you know what? I being proven wrong. Like, let's continue to be proven wrong. Let's go. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's great. Um, honorary does go to Kate Blanchett because I love her and there's just no She's getting so around great. it. She's Otherwise, so it probably would have gone to Tony Collette because she does. It's not a huge part, but makes an impression and she's she great. Owns it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good. The whole cast was pretty dang good. Really good. And then Ron Perlman even gets a little uh, supporting part in here. He was great. Um, I love that Guillermo gives him something in every movie, I think. That's so. awesome. Great. Yeah, that is. Um, and favorite scene. I feel like I already know, but. Oh, I'm interested to know. So I honestly got a kick out of Kate Blanchett's first session with Stan. I got oh, yeah, a kick that out of good. that whole reading and stuff because I was like, what's going on here? Like, <laughs> it's being shot like something sinister is happening. What's, uh, <laughs> what's, what's happening? The deal? Yeah. And because it's Guillermo, I got to say, yeah, it's pretty light on the supernatural where I thought it was going to go way heavier. Because mm -hmm. I kept waiting for it, and that almost added to the tension. Because like, oh, oh, here we, go. oh, here we go. What's gonna we, happen? Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you start you're a, a on your toes you? a little bit. Yeah. You're you're a werewolf. <laughs> no, no. Oh, okay. No, no. <laughs> oh, oh, random knocking. Oh, demon, demon, demon. No, not a demon. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. That's what did awesome. you think it was gonna be? I thought it was gonna be the ending scene. The ending scene, it is very good. And especially, I do like that other actor as well, the one playing the... Yeah, the, he's uh, great. The Carney in charge. I, sorry to blank on his name, but he he deserve, He knows who he is. No. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? A lot of, um, uh, of Coen Brothers stuff. So um, that was really good. And also, and the Willem Dafoe scene was really good too. But uh, Those are like such mirrors of each other too. It's great. True enough. Yeah, very true. Yeah, you're right, because he lays it all out for him. It's like, this is what I do. And then yeah. that guy, and they do it so sneakily, though. You got to be careful, yeah, when you do those tricks. It's been long enough for one. Um, he doesn't do it exactly how You don't want it to be word for word did. the same, yeah. Exactly. And, like, I feel like it's the right moment when he's, like, yeah, when I, like, when I felt it was the right moment where he's like, it's only temporary. It's like, oh, that I know there it is. Okay, yep. There it is. Like, yeah. <laughs> totally. Ooh, I agree. So good. One of those very satisfying endings. Like, and you don't get a lot of, like, there's some really cool endings, but no, it's such a satisfying ending, though. It's like, it oh, is. this is, this is earned. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, favorite quote? It's probably the nicest thing his character says, even though it's total bullshit, it turns out. Um, <laughs> I still want to include it because it was a great sentiment. It's only by being merciful to others that a man has true power. Yeah. And that is completely not what he believes. Like, <laughs> Right. Yeah. He thinks the opposite. And yeah, that's when he's like hustling that, that cop that shows up that's about to shut him down. Right. Um, That's when we get to really see him like blossom into yeah, this as, character. 
as a total jerk ass. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> that like, next shot is him being like, yeah, I, you know, I got him. Like, yeah, he, he's sucker born. That's every when you're minute. like, oh, he's going to be such a yeah. bad person. Bad. Yeah, for sure. Mm hmm. Big time. Um, awesome. And what would you rate it out of five stars? I give it a solid four, maybe even nice. a four and a half of subsequent viewings. Cause yeah, I thought it was really strong. Completely. It is a, sh it's one of those we're going to look back on and be ashamed that it's like, but did this, not, this didn't make an impact at all. And it's a shame. Yeah. Yeah. It deserved. Yeah. yeah. Definitely agreed. Um, would you rewatch and recommend? I would, and yeah, pacing top notch. I can't believe it. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't feel like as long as it is, which is nice. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, and would you reboot it again? I mean, you know what? Like, maybe, but not anytime soon. But I think the story has legs, like, you can play with it a little bit. You um, really could, yeah. Yeah, and again, maybe, yeah, maybe lean more into those, again, like early 40s sentiments where it's more about, yeah, really like dip into the, I don't know, the seediness of Hollywood if you want to, like if yeah. that's been done to death, but hey, give it a shot. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know that it could be too done, overdone, you know. It could be a great, it could be a great stage play, honestly, maybe not musical, but I mean, they'd probably go for it, but. All uh, us mini just, Todd. <laughs> yeah, right. I'd just go for a really impressive, like, stage play, like, with some yeah. awesome visual effects and stuff. Like, yeah. That's an awesome idea. So, yeah. Nice. There we go. One movie down. One down. One to go. One to go. So, Casey, tell me a little something about. Last night in Soho. Why? What happened? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> uh, Ellie is an. I can't even talk. Uh, Ellie, <laughs> Eloise, right? Um, oh, goes by Ellie, uh, okay. is an aspiring fashion designer with an obsession with the 1960s. She loves the fashion. She loves mm -hmm. the music. She listens yeah. to it all night. Mm -hmm. um, Ellie struggles, though, with the shadow left behind her mother's mental illness and ultimate death um, yeah. that cast over her life. So yeah. she's excited to get into fashion school in Soho, London. Um, and when she arrives, she feels like an outcast. Mm. So she ultimately decides to get her own apartment. Yes. And once she's at her new place, she starts entering the 1960s, where she follows the yeah. life of a wannabe singer named Sandy. Sandy's life becomes more and more devastating as time goes on, and Ellie is mm. desperate to find out what happened to her while her lines of reality start to blur. Wow. It's a hard one to... Describe? Yeah, because definitely, like, the movie switches gears and sort of becomes something else. Yeah, like in the last 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, we we really dive into the supernatural world. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So I, I, like, mm -hmm. I thought, which I'm sure that this is a very purposeful thing and and they wanted everyone to think this, but I was like, oh, she's like, like schizophrenic or she's like got some of the mental illness that her mother had and she can't yeah. escape it, you know? Cause right. her grandma mentions over and over, like, you're not seeing your mom again, are you? So like, we already know that she has like 
but now it's like, oh, she was seeing her mom's ghost, maybe? Like, maybe she's, like, a medium, sort of? Maybe. Right. Um, you know? See, the movie is very big when it comes to that stuff. And, uh, see, yeah, what was... Do you remember... I thought it was going to be kind of similar to Nightmare Alley. I thought it was going to be a little more supernatural, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but early, early, early on, I thought vampires were involved. But that is very much not the case. Uh, (laughs) No. I, like, remember Um, seeing a a teaser trailer for this. Yeah. And and they were really big with the trailers. uh, yeah, entrance into the 60s, right? Yeah, like, and yeah. I remember thinking, like, oh, she, like, goes to the 60s and gets trapped there, and this other girl goes and takes over her life. That's right, what right. I thought was going to happen until I started it. See, so that whole situation, uh, so, right, when Eloise goes into the 60s, like, magically, kind of Alice in Wonderland style. Totally. Um, I guess the trick is you have to fall asleep listening listening to 60s records and you're magically whisked away to 1960s Soho um, heads to this club and everything and looks in the mirror right and all of a sudden she's Anya Taylor-Joy immaculate, gorgeous, pink Um, (laughs) I love like they do look very similar I love that yes, very Um, smart, good casting Yeah, their characters were like pretty opposite though because like Sandy is so confident right, and self-aware and sure that she's right. going to make it big, you know, versus like Ellie is like more meek and nervous and she definitely isn't social. Right. Um, and so it is fun. The roommates like, are jerks, we, though. Like that doesn't help. Totally. Like, my God. Jocasta. Yeah. Sheesh. Girls are mean. Girls are mean sometimes. So, like, like, it's one of those no-win things. I hate that part where it's just like, yeah, I I made my own clothes. I'm wearing them. It's like, yeah, we're in a fashion school, assholes. Like, what do you want from me? Yeah, it would be totally (laughs) normal. Yeah, right? To do that. But then it was like, oh, yeah, it's also people suck, where it's just like, oh, I have to tear it down somehow. And it's like, yeah, you're just never good enough, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, People. Um, so right but okay so do you think okay is it a situation where okay so events are obviously just playing out the way they played out like she's not affecting them in any way now is it she is along for the ride in sandy's body or like or are these just weird camera tricks just to emphasize the fact that oh she's witnessing it like a dream like from third person point of view here there wherever she needs to yeah, I think it's more of a dream third person okay. situation. Cause like when, okay. when they sit at the booth and they're on opposite sides of the mirror, she's like trying to interact with her and everything. So to me, that states like, oh, she's not like in Sandy's in shoes exactly. Yeah. Okay. But she's like witnessing it and trying to stop it and solve it. Right, right. Especially um, later on when she, yeah. 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 Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. And right, I took me a while to realize, like, yeah, she's not affecting history. Like, it's not a weird time travel wibbly wobbly. I also thing. thought that at first too. Yeah, I like right. that it doesn't explain it to you though. Kind of, you kind of have to figure it out for yourself. Mm-hmm. And maybe some people see something different than other people too, which is kind of fun. Totally. I love seeing Sam Claflin in there. 
for just the briefest appearance that we had from him. I love him. Uh, who's that? He played the he played the cop, the young version of the cop. Oh, the young cop. Okay, and then and Nick from uh, the Hunger Games. That that's who that was. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, 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 wait for it. Wait a second, Finnick. Okay, wait. <laughs> Hold on. From the Hunger Games and from Percy Jackson. Was he also in Percy Jackson? No way. That was him. <laughs> I did yeah. not know that. So he's playing yeah. young. Uh, yeah, young Terrence Stamp. What the fuck? Crazy. Yeah. Um. Ooh, which did you make that? Connection? That's what he looks like now. Crazy! I never would have thought. Yeah, he what looks different. Look different. He has dark hair and he has facial hair. Um, How? Uh, but I always know it's him when he smiles because he's got the best dimples. He has really <laughs> good dimples. Um, I love that and actor. so I saw him and I was like, oh my god, he's. It was just like very small amount that we saw him and I was still so stoked to see him. See, and it sucks that he keeps doing that where it's like sometimes he's the lead, sometimes he's a support, sometimes he's really small. It's like, no, this guy is leading actor. Get him up he's there. He's so good. But he yeah. just did Daisy Jones and the Six, which was that short show about Fleetwood Mac. And he was one of the main stars of that. And he was fantastic. Okay. So hopefully okay. that will help get him back into the starring roles because I think that's totally where he should be. And is he a Brit or Canadian or something? Mm -hmm. He's Brit. He's a Brit. He's a Brit. Okay, cool, cool. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. Fantastic. And then that's so funny that he's young Karen Stamp because he so doesn't look like a young Karen Stamp. And and yet that, yeah, that still worked. They did. Uh, it still yeah, weirdly did. worked. Yeah. Yeah, they did very well. Um, I loved Matt Stamp. Stamp too, but man, his character was hard to love. Oi. Um, like this is why he got the part of Damon Targaryen, right? Which I am so grateful for because he is that show for me. Yeah. <laughs> like he is just like so excellent in that show. Yeah. See, you don't have the the connection with Matt Smith that I do. See, for me. Doctor. He's, yeah, he's the doctor. Um, yeah. Now, not my favorite doctor by any means. Uh, <laughs> sure. But still, he was an amazing doctor. I'm starting to appreciate more and more, like, episodes and just his performance and his take on it overall. I mean, he was on for, like, four or five seasons. That wow. same like, yeah. Um, so, more power to... And he's just a talented actor, so... Yeah. He's very uh, good, yes. He did do good in this. Uh, yeah, maybe too good. Um, Despisable character, yeah. Yeah. Um, crazy stuff. So let's get into a little more specific Q and A. Yeah. Um, we're talking about actors. Diana Rigg. Did you recognize her? Uh, I well, did. I, I mentioned she was in Snow White from Canon Movie Tales. Yes. In The Worst Witch. Like she's just big time. Yeah, British actress. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um. Doing a very, this was, I think, either her final role or one of her final roles. I believe and, it was uh, her final role. Wow. Like, makes an impression. And yeah, really. I mean, they got me. Like, I think, like, the first time I saw it in theater, it was like this time around, I was keeping an eye out for it, but they got me with it. Um, me too. And oh my God, what a great twist. Yeah. I'm throwing my oh. computer. Sorry. <laughs> Very satisfying. Um, what, what a great twist. Yeah, I did she's, not see that coming. And she she just turned from this kind of like 
sweet little old woman into like, oh my fucking God, don't mess with her. He's a psycho, yeah. Yeah. Um, this movie does go back to the 60s, if you didn't notice, in London. Uh, do you have a favorite song from that era? It's so hard to choose, because yeah. I actually think pretty the music rich in the music 60s era. is so good. Like, I love the Beach Boys. I love the Beatles. Yep. Um, but when I think of the 60s, I think of, and this is just one of my favorite songs in general, um, yeah. Time of the Season by the Zombies. Yeah. It's that yeah. time. Uh, yeah. yeah, just from like the opening too. It's just so good. Doom, doom, doom. Um, yeah. yeah, so good. Gotcha. It's definitely Great like choice. on my rotation of songs that just plays, you know, it's in my random. Nice. From my liked music. And so it just plays all the time and I love it. It's a great song. Hell yeah. Good choice. So this made me want to dig a little deeper into the 60s a little bit. Um, yeah. Ironically, because it also depicts it pretty darkly. It is but dark, but it's so brightly colored. What comes to mind for you when we're talking about the 60s? Like, what are the touchstones? So the mute, I mean, just music, the music comes to mind. 100% the music. Rock and roll um, is kind of solidified, you know? Like, yeah, and I also think of like... Definitely, I think of the fashion, too, actually. The dresses that were depicted, like, you think of that. You think of, like, the hair. Hair was, um, uh, hair was very much a show, right? Um, hair was so great, honestly. Yeah. But it was more about, so, like, 80s hair is frizzy all over the place. 60s, immaculate. like it. yeah. Yeah. 70s is really the sweet spot. That's when mm. people had, like, long flowing hair with bangs but 60s was great because they did like the bump in the hair and and yeah, usually yeah. bangs too and it was immaculate like there was no hairs astray like right exactly that's what yeah smooth lines as opposed to yeah, totally the, the madness that would be the 80s um yes <laughs> yes where it's like hey you know what we've been uptight long enough let's just Let's just let it out. Let it let's out. Use, yeah. Let's use like a can of Aquanet a week. <laughs> and also, <laughs> and also cocaine. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. Yep, those are sixties. Um, uh, 007 might come to mind. I love that they mm. have like this big like Thunderball uh poster when she comes into the sixties, which was a big oh, movie. Oh yeah. At the time. Um, so awesome. So the movie, let's see, the movie sets up from the get go that there is an unsettling quality to all men on screen. Like, mm -hmm. like I was like aware of it where it's just like, wow, every male character just sucks. Yeah. Um, well, like they're being like, John. yeah, except for John. Now, did you think they were going to give John the same treatment at some point? Or is he just, he's just a good kid. Like, I was nervous that they were going to. And I also, I have to say, I was like, oh, this movie came out in 2021. Yeah. And I was a little bummed that they had the scene of him in her bedroom. Right. Almost a rape scene. Yeah. It wasn't because he no. clearly, like, immediately stopped and stuff. But, like, because of the way that she was reacting and stuff, I was scared that he was going to, like, that the older lady was gonna like 
kill oh, him right. or call the cops on him. And then I was like, yeah. oh my God, are we going down like a racial Yes. Oh thing. God. Oh, you right. know what I mean? Like, so yeah. like, that's where my mind kind of went. And I was like, oh, was this super necessary? But I do appreciate how good of a character John was and how he like, he was like, no, she needs my help. And he didn't bounce mm. when she did that. And yes. I think most people would like jump ship right. um, if something like that happens while they were about to hook up or whatever, you know? Absolutely. Thank God. Like we needed Thank that God. character. We needed, Thank God uh, they didn't make him bad because it would have yeah. been terrible. Yes, because then it literally would have been, yeah, every male character sucks in this thing. Because, yeah. Right. Even the right. cop, like, yeah, he ends up like making fun of her behind closed doors and stuff like yeah, there's that one cop um, later on, but damn. Yeah, and our older oh. cop male was like a womanizer. Oh yeah, right. You know, and proud of it. Like, <laughs> yeah. He wonders why she got the wrong impression of him. It's like, well, maybe don't be so like sleazy. When... <laughs> mhm. Mm mhm. Mm like, I don't get cop vibes off you right off the bat. Go figure. <laughs> right. Um. So let's see. Oh, set in the 60s, there seems to be kind of an old school sensibility in regards to, you know, proper women in this film. Mm -hmm. um, now, how do you think some of these standards have maybe changed from the 60s to now? Um, I think that it's I will say I think that still exists in a lot of cultures. Yeah. Um, and even here in the United States, like and probably across Europe wherever there's like ultra religion, they still expect girls to be these perfect girls. Mm. Um, but I think so forth. Totally like cover yeah. yourself up. But mm. um, I think for the most part, we are allowed to be a little messy now yeah. and we're allowed to just be ourselves, you know? Right, right. Yep. We had, I mean, we had to have the 2000s midriff exposure to get us to free the nipple like there was like a lot of stuff in the 2000s that we had to go through yeah. then at the time people were like really and even yeah. now i look back and i cringe a little bit but i'm like no this yeah. is good it was part of our liberation we just didn't see it totally. <laughs> yeah like well i think it's michelle who says like you like you look so good with blonde hair and dark roots it, and i yeah. mean that like <laughs> i know <laughs> yeah sometimes you know beauty is pain um <laughs> that's right so yeah right so yeah and this book so sometimes i don't know why uh, i get like a lifetime movie feel now and then from this movie where it's like uh so eloise character is kind of prudish at first okay. it seems and then I guess kind of loosens up or finds a happy medium or something like that. And, but it just seems like she's very judgmental of, uh, Sandy or whatever. Yeah. Like the second, like has an interesting opinion on a sex worker industry, I think maybe. Yes. Um, where it's just like, yeah, that kind of gave me some weird lifetime movie vibes where it's like, Oh my god, wait, she had sex for money? Oh no, Sandy. <laughs> what have you done? Yeah. Um Yeah, I agree. It does kind of feel that way a little bit. Mm. Um, with that. It is like it's not I guess it's 
probably sort of realistic in in the way it portrays sex work for some people which is like some people are pushed into it and then they can't really escape yeah um i would say like a lot of the time uh that's the case um, and it gets very on the nose though with the, it's like oh, i had to be different people each time it's like yeah no literally it's like no yeah i i, I get yeah, it we like, get yeah it. we I, get it i get it like right <laughs> like yeah okay yeah they did they did hit us over the head a little bit with that yeah um yeah Agreed. And then it start and it worried me for a little bit where it was like, wait, like, oh, the the bad guy, the bad guys are like, help me. And it's like, oh, wait, they're the victims. Like, oh, is that the direction you're going movie? I hope not. And luckily they uh, kind of misdirect and like kind of veer the other way where it's like, OK, good. It's like, yeah, oh. I didn't love that part either yeah where it's like oh we're the victims like because hmm. like don't get me wrong sandy like hey, killing like, all of those guys it's not great not great um <laughs> not it's not great um <laughs> but like but. you know i guess it is all framed in which side you see it from because when you see it from the ghost the dead guy ghosts the scumbag dead guy ghosts you're like oh no yeah you do yeah. sympathize <laughs> for a quick second you're like oh god but no like yeah yeah and it helps that we've seen the other movie so much and it's like and for so long like guys like uh whatever callously just killed female co-stars or whatever antagonists not batting an eye and we're just supposed to be like no that was he was in the right it's like oh but you changed the gender or you know whatever and all of a sudden it's like well now hold on now like (laughs) yeah no as promising young woman would point out it's like oh yeah we have to we have to be considerate of the these these boys like we like oh uh, that's such a good movie too such a prickly great movie though yeah so good (laughs) so yeah very interesting it still comes down it it ends up still on the right side of things i think so that kind of brings me to like the overall feminism of the movie is there is there some feminism going on here a little bit i think so yeah i think so i mean we see ellie really standing up for sandy like even when she's going to police and stuff she's just desperate to like what the fuck happened to her yeah i want her murderer to like go to jail like you know because she thinks sandy died Mm -hmm. um i think that i think it's feminist for the most part and yeah. I think that these two ladies really mirror each other in an interesting way. Mirror. Mirror. Um, yeah, uh, I don't really feel a lot of sympathy for yeah. any of the male characters, honestly. Oh, not really. Not, yeah. uh, no. Or Jocasta. No. <laughs> Jocasta sucks. Maybe she didn't does. deserve to get scissors in the face, though, but <laughs> for- fortunately, John was there. Um, right. What's the best about 60s fashion? Um, I I like all the fun colors and the flowy dresses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we're sort of drifting back into that now a little bit. I want to say, like, probably for 15 years, what's what was in fashion, like, from 98 to 2013, was, like, super tight dresses. Super tight, super tight. And mm-hmm. it's like nice to like the sixties was great because it's like kind of baby doll style, which is really fun and versatile to me. 
Um, yes. And I like the colors and the patterns are really fun too in the yeah. 60s. Um, mm -hmm. And I like I like patterns too. So yeah. Hell yeah. Very dynamic, very distinctive era. Like 60s made an impression. Um, Definitely. Good and bad. Mostly good. But then you got a lot of civil rights stuff going on. So it was, you know, dark, but progress was being made at least. Yes. Um, awesome. I think that does it. So let's move on to favorite questions. Favorites. All right. Favorite performance. Um, that does go. It was really hard. Yeah. To pick because there were a lot both of great. Really great. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, well, they... I, sorry. I mean, they're all really great, but I'm just saying, like, our two leading ladies are our very. Our two great. leading ladies are great. Um, I did go with uh, Thomason McKenzie, I who think does so. play Ellie. Yeah. Um, she just has a little bit more range in her character. Yeah. Um, but I think that both of them were so fantastic. Um, my yeah. honorary does go to Diane, Diana Rigg, um, yeah. who played old Sandy. It was mm -hmm. such a good twist. I didn't see it coming. Her shift in character was so we it was like a light <laughs> switch that we all got to see. Yeah. Get flipped. Right. And that was oh. really that's like a special actor that can do that. So Absolutely, because yeah, even her, it felt like her eyes got darker. Somehow. Honestly, like, the whole thing, it was that? like, yeah. And you're yeah. like, oh no, she's been drinking the tea and you're like, she yeah. poisoned her. Oh, like, you shit. know, you're just putting the whole thing together in the moment and you can right. see her face go from this nice little old woman that you're renting a room from to like <laughs> super villain of the century. <laughs> yeah, big time. Yeah, that uh, the evil queen came back. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Such a so good, good last performance, in my opinion. Very good. I love it. Uh, favorite uh, scene? Uh, that, for me, was... It's kind of bleak, but um, when mm. we see Mrs. Colin as Sandy, and the house is on fire, and, like, she goes, and she, like, sits on the bed with all the ghosts of the love... You know, the men that she killed. Like... Yeah. Again, kind of fate because even though like again as much as we have come to empathize sympathize with sandy totally end of the day did some d dark dirty things you know and, yeah you know um ultimately did kind of uh yeah meet her end yeah uh, uh yeah when she mentions and like chose it though yeah when I she's guess. like i'm not going to prison I lived yeah, my life in right. a prison or whatever she says True. Like in that yeah. instance. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Very bleak, like you said, but totally fitting. Like, yeah. Really good scene. Maybe that's a connection. I don't know how to word it, but yeah, both kind of have <laughs> those satisfying ends for some yeah. dirty characters. Yeah. That's right. Awesome. Uh, and then favorite line of dialogue. Uh, that was from Mrs. Collins, old Sandy. Uh, you <laughs> could say Sandy died in that room. She died in that room a hundred times. You could say Sandy died in that room. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> God. Ugh. She died a hundred times. <laughs> so good. God damn. God damn. So bloody. Very bloody so movie. So bloody. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I had to, you know, our main character, uh, 
Ellie, played by Tom Thomason McKenzie. Mm -hmm. um, she is great at horror. I didn't look into her at all. I don't know if she's done it before, but like her screams and like staring into True. oh, so she good. Could be, like, a, could be a scream queen for sure. She totally could. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Um, I like it. I and definitely Anya, for a while yeah. was like, I'm like, is she losing her mind? Like, no, we can tell nobody oh. else can see what's going on with her and, and actually, the way she's screaming and stuff. Like, you know, that does bring up the ending. What do you think? Like, is she okay? Is that, are we, are, is more work to be done? What do you think? I think that while that her character or? like is in a happier yeah. place, mentally like it seems like she's fitting in with the girls in school she's got her boyfriend yeah. it that's all great but um we already know that she has some issues from the beginning when she could see her mom in the mirror right so like i think that that was and we saw her see her mom in the mirror yeah and then when Again, she turned yeah. and then she saw sandy in the mirror i yes. was just like oh man so like while i was like ultimately she wasn't going crazy. She she had some really weird encounters. <laughs> yeah. We can still assume that maybe like there was there's like some mental instability there that just heightened everything, right? Right. I know. And this does play into kind of a trope that I think comes from a lot like for me it's a lot to do with Stephen King, but there's always this notion that right, people like so people like Ellie who might have what we consider right mental instabilities or mm -hmm. whatever problems, issues, what have you, um, are actually strengths when it comes to like being in touch with the spiritual realm. Like right. those people tend to yeah be in touch with things like that more. So um, yeah. I always like that trope where it's like, yeah, people who are otherwise considered like like kids like seem to have a deep ties to the supernatural just because yeah kids and yeah but uh yes yeah interesting yeah very yeah one of those left up to interpretation type endings too right um yes so all right back to uh out of five stars how many stars would you give last night in soho i'm gonna give it a three and a half yeah that's what i give it yeah. yeah, I think it's great. I do so think great. like they could have made it just like a little bit clearer or or made it clear that we were like in the supernatural from earlier on because it does sort of feel like a turn, like a hard turn mm -hmm. into that. But yeah. I still think it was great and well done and, it, you know, an easy watch, even though it was heavy material. Yeah. Anya Taylor-Joy coming at you with a knife is... Uh... Very unsettling. <laughs> Very unsettling. She does a great job. <laughs> yeah, love her. She's so great. Um, and then would you rewatch or recommend? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then do you reboot this? No, I mean, no. <laughs> it's just so new. It's hard. Right. Like I think if they were gonna make of... another movie similar, like, well. I like it when they like if they picked a different time that would be okay. fun mm -hmm. um or if they remade it like to maybe just dive into it a little bit long a little bit longer make it a little bit longer and dive into it a little more to flesh out some character development because that is the one thing is like i didn't really know that much about ellie yeah. i knew really like surface things and i didn't get to see a big arc with her so that could have been nice you know that's 
That's why I would say this is maybe one of those cases where I'd be like, you know what? A novelization would be nice. Yeah. Um, that would even be nice. a even a graphic novelization, honestly. That would be very cool. They could make it into like three visuals. volumes even. Yeah. yeah. Like the because the visuals were so striking, like to put that in graphic novel quality where it's like, yeah, they go for it with their imagery. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah. It also gives me some of that crap i forget the name of the movie blue powder maybe um, mm. i think that's what it's called um and it was an anime and like black swan took heavy influence from it and it's a very that's unsettling cool. like animated movie and one of those movies where it's like oh no animation is just a medium it's not for kids like you know that's true yeah yeah um awesome so rewatch recommend reboot okay i think that covers both of our movies so Ooh. now we're going to move on to the namesake of the show, and we're going to talk about the c -c connections Yeah. Test points. Clock. Matches. All physical objects man-made. Small in size, light in weight. It's the connection. Surprised to see me? No. Then you're aware of it. Of what? Our connection. So... We are all connected in the great circle of life. All right, Casey, what have you got? Yeah, so uh, both have distinct time periods. We've got 60s and 40s happening. Big time. And what great time periods? 40s especially? Like, what a kind of blind spot, especially yeah, nowadays, I, I guess. I wish like, that there was more. Yeah, a very interesting time period. Um, yeah, good stuff. The mental stability of both characters is questionable by the end of the films. Like, yes. <laughs> like, yeah. That's true. Uh, I said similarly, like, they both distort re their reality a little bit. Nice, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, both movies had poor theatrical reception because they came out, they both came out in 2021. Whoa, they did. I didn't. Why? I didn't even realize that they came at the same year. Yeah, and neither one did well in the box office, unfortunately. Because unfortunately, in a different time, yeah. they probably both would have done well. I agree. Yeah. Um. Okay. So both deal with seeing the dead, to one yes. degree or another. Yeah. Uh, both have a twist that you don't really see coming. Right. Well executed twists. Yes. Um, and that's actually all I got. And then both are period films, but we already covered that. So, yeah. And then I've got both showcase the not so great sides of humanity, especially concerning men. Oh, that's true. Like, yeah. Oh, I can't believe. Did I not? Oh, yeah. Both. Yeah. Both. Yeah. I put it this way. Both take a point of view that most men are irredeemable jerks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yep. Both show women kind of like taking back the power, maybe not in a good way, but it's it's still happening. It's true because even Lilith, it's kind of bittersweet, right? Where it's like, oh, good for you. You? Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, neither one is like a good, but it is like, <laughs> oh, these are women who have been oppressed by men who are like, no, 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 not anymore. Exactly. Um, right, right, right. Uh, both main characters have trauma involving parents' death. Um, and then I, this was a personal connection, but if I watched both trailers and couldn't figure out what the movies were about, mm. they were really amb ambiguous trailers, in my opinion. 
That's good. And that's always a plus for me. It's like, me too. I don't know. Like if I am left feeling after a trailer, like, I don't know what the hell is going on, but I'm in like, <laughs> yeah, me too. So for me, that is also a plus. Um, especially nowadays where it's like it more t- like eight times out of 10, like the trailer's just going to tell you the movie essentially. Yes. Like, it really shouldn't like, yeah, I agree. Um, Awesome. So there's the connections. And now we're going to do some movie matchmaking. But look at this nice thing that we have here. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Find me a find. Catch me a catch. If you enjoyed either one of these movies and want more movies that are similar, well, we did some matchmaking for you. Yeah. All right. So if you enjoyed Nightmare Alley, you might also enjoy The Master, mm-hmm. The Prestige, starring, mm-hmm. we covered that in a previous episode, Hugh Jackman, Christian Bale. Yeah, and so good. Also, another Guillermo del Toro movie with very, like, gothic, spooky house ghost story feels called Crimson Peak. Ooh, I feel like I've seen a trailer for it, but I don't know if I've seen it. Yeah, it's got... Um, Oh, shoot. What's his name? He plays Loki. Um, so it's got that. Oh, OK. Actor. I love that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, really good movie. Uh, very. Yeah. Very dark. Uh, but uh, yeah, really enjoyable. Good stuff. Yeah. Awesome. And if you enjoyed Last Night in Soho, you might enjoy Ready or Not. Ready or Not. OK. So it's yeah, that's new like a movie. newer horror movie. OK. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, the Vitch or the Witch? <laughs> the Vitch, awesome, Vavitch. starring Anya Taylor Joy, first like, right. breakout role. Very good, very unsettling movie. Have you seen it? I have not. Hmm. No. Okay. Could add it to my list. Yeah, I could. Um, and then Vertigo. <laughs> Vertigo. Hello, hello. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Awesome. Great choices. Well, there you go, folks. And uh, now it is time for recommendations. So I might have recommended this already, uh, but if you're feeling like you want to dip more in some 60s music, check out on Spotify 93KHJ Boss Radio, Mm. which is a playlist on Spotify where it's got like over 77 hours of 60s, 70s era music. What? Because it's uh, 93KHJ was or is a station in Los Angeles that was most known for playing like the 60s hits and stuff. That's very cool. And my personal, one of my personal favorite bands like to dip into would probably be the Kinks. Really dig their sound. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Um, And my recommendation this week is Minx, which is a show uh, starring Jake Johnson. And it's about uh, essentially like Playgirl. Um, Mm. So like the first Ah. porn magazine for women. It's super feminist. It is Mm -hmm. so fantastic. (laughs) Um, Jake Johnson's character. I have never seen him play a character quite like this, and I'm super enjoying it so much. (laughs) Um, We've blasted through the first season and so excited to get the second season here very soon. And has that second season started? Well, so they already filmed it all. 
Okay. And then HBO canceled the show. Right. And Stars bought it. There we and go. And so I'm not sure when or if it's on already or not. Okay. Yeah. But I know that it has the second season. We're just. Yeah. I think we're. Oh, it premieres July 21st. So we've got just a few more weeks, and Woo. and then we'll get on that. And I'm so excited because it's like really, really good. They found something really special. Um, and it's like very fascinating to see so many men's bodies. Like you see women's bodies in here too, but yeah, I have like course. never seen this many naked dudes on a TV and it's great. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Like, yeah, Game of Thrones kind of tried, but even they were holding back. It's like Minx was like, all right, no, this is how you do it. <laughs> well, and what's great too is like, even though it's um, like, a porno magazine is, you know, obviously like what the TV show is about. Yeah. They don't like over sexualize the men either, which I so appreciate. Yes. I'm like, this is the way you do it. Like, yeah. this is so good. Even mm -hmm. though it's like overtly sexual, like with the topic, um, they yeah, don't right. like over sexualize them. And I, I appreciate that a lot. So. Oh, yeah. Minx. Check it out. Minx. All right, folks. Well, if you have recommendations of your own that you want to let us know about, or if you just want to say, hey, you can do so by sending them to our email. Movieconnectionpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. At the movie connection, all one word. Or you can follow us individually. Me at Jacob Bean Watson. And me at Casey Schwartz. We've got a Facebook, you know, you can head on over to Apple Podcasts, give us a little rate and review. That would be most appreciated. Mm -hmm. And now the moment we've all been waiting for, the moment where we assign each other the movies to watch for next week. Yeah. All right, Casey, I'm going to we're going to try to lighten things up a little bit, but not too much, you know, not, <laughs> not, not too much. But, uh, you know, we'll cover a subject that you're into I'm going to give you a movie called True Romance. All right. This was a 90s movie written by Tarantino, but not directed by Tarantino. Okay. All right. So that should be interesting yeah. in itself. It'll be fun. <laughs> um, I've been in a mood since seeing the new Barbie trailer and so excited to see the new movie. Yeah. I'm really wanting to watch a Ryan Gosling movie. Okay. Um, so I'm assigning you Crazy Stupid Love. Crazy Stupid Love. Ryan Gosling, Steve Carell, and Emma Stone. Yeah. And I'm Julianne Moore. Ooh, and Julianne Moore. What a cast. Like, yeah. 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 It's definitely I mean... a star struck cast. And and it's I'm I'm excited to talk about it and see what you think. Cause mm -hmm. I'm I'm just gonna be very straightforward. The first time I watched it, I wasn't crazy about it crazy stupid and now then then the second time you were stupid about it and then the third time i loved it <laughs> i was like this is it this is it <laughs> no i it, uh, it yeah. really grew on me i think i was just really young when it came out i mean not really young but i was 18 okay. and i think i just didn't have patience for a movie like that and now as an older person i think it's like a plus so <laughs> i'm Great. excited to talk about it i love emma stone so i've been in the mood for an emma stone movie ever since seeing the uh poor things trailer so there we go there's Hell the yeah. connection um oh, all right okay <laughs> <laughs> awesome so we got true romance and crazy stupid love i love it yeah. okay 
We'll tune in next week, folks. We will see you then. Ta-ta for now. Bye. Surprised to see me? No. Then you're aware of what? Our connection. And so we are all connected in the great circle of life.